We want to welcome you to another episode on MBKI's Radio Broadcasting Network. Prepare yourself and get ready and allow the Spirit of the Lord to transform your mind. And here's your host, Apostle Anthony Baxter. Somebody needs to make that confession of faith tonight. Say it. I will never be the same. Not after being with you. Amen, amen. I want to welcome each and every person that is joining us today on MBKI's podcasting network. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's a fantastic day today here in Washington State. I hope everybody has voted. Amen. Glory be to God. Get ready, y'all, because it's going to get crazy. After this election, there's going to be a lot of mayhem. So go to the stores, get what you need. Get what you need. Because you don't want to be out. You may get caught up in the crossfire. These people here that will be protesting and and looting, they're not a respective person. Amen. They're just getting their anger out. As they get their anger out, you don't want to be in that uh, firing range of a rock or a board or a gun or whatever the case, whatever it may be. You don't want to be there, amen? The place you want to be is with the Lord, amen, in that place. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory.
hallelujah, evangelists moving, teachers, hallelujah, preachers, hallelujah, every office of the fivefold ministry, hallelujah, deacons as well, moving, hallelujah, in the things of God so that they can go out and do what thus says the Lord, amen, hallelujah. On Saturdays, we have one hour of power. This is my wife, Prophetess Donna Baxter, powerful intercessor. This is her prayer line that she goes forth on, and there has been a lot of deliverance, a lot of healing, hallelujah, going on on this line. So if you are in need, hallelujah, of a breakthrough, if you are in need of peace and joy in your life, tune in. Now, this number is different than all the others. It's 727 31 Amen. And that is Hour of Power on Saturdays, noon Pacific, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern. Hallelujah. And Sunday today, we have My Brother's Keepers. We are men's ministry where we're going over the measure of a man, part four. Hallelujah. And if you didn't call in, hallelujah, you don't have our line to our podcast network. It's 515-605-9839. Hallelujah. Pass it on to a friend. Let them know that MBKI is in full effect. Hallelujah. Preparing God's people for battle. Glory be praised in all the honor. For he is worthy of it all. Wouldn't you say? He's worthy of it all. Hallelujah. He has our hearts.
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So last week, uh, we covered purity, being the husband of one wife, purity. Amen. Glory be to God. And there were some assignments that were attached to that at the end. For those of you who missed last week, hallelujah, go to our podcast, hallelujah, at anchor.fm forward slash mbki. Amen. And you'll be able to get all of our episodes. Hallelujah. Go back and listen to that one. Hallelujah. Apply them into your life. I'm telling you, with each one of these characteristics, if you take and you apply the homework into your life, at the end of the series, you'll be a different man, you'll be a mature man, you will be a better leader, you'll be a better husband, you'll be a better employee, hallelujah, because you have been matured in manhood, hallelujah, glory be to God. Turn with me, before we turn, go get your Bible, go get your notepad, and go get your pen, it makes no sense to come on a study line, a teaching line, without the things you need to take notes. The Bible says, study the word to show thyself approved. Hallelujah. How can you study if you don't have notes? Hallelujah. Don't believe what I say. Hallelujah. Take notes and take it to the Lord and see what he says to make sure that you're not being misled. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 1. We're going to read, uh, excuse me, 1 Timothy chapter we're going to read verse 1 down to verse 7. Hallelujah. And the Bible reads, This is a true saying. If a man desires the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober, of good behavior, to wine, nor striker, not greedy, are filthy lookward, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous, one that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? Not a novice, least being lifted up, with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the word, for it is blessed. As I stated, please, Lord, put me behind the cross. Use this vessel, hallelujah, so that your word may come out with authority, hallelujah, and power. Glory be to God. Let it touch the heart of man, cutting like a two-edged sword, hallelujah, separating bone and marrow, hallelujah, that we may take what you are saying and apply it into our everyday life. In the mighty name of We pray. Amen and amen. People of God, you know we are in very perilous times 
Uh, we have the election coming up here this coming up week, and we have this COVID, they say, has taken new heights, breaking new records. Amen. We have police brutality going on and all kind of stuff in the world today. It's enough to have people worried, fearful, full of anxiety, hallelujah, high blood pressure, hallelujah, trying to wonder what the future holds for America, trying to figure out, well, if this president is elected, how is it going to be? If that president is elected, how is it going to be? Amen. But you see, we must remember that we're not from this world. We are in the earth, but we are not of the earth. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. We are passing. We are passing through. We're we're pilgrims. We're 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 aliens. Hallelujah! In a strange place. Ah, yes, Lord. So why are we concerned? about things in a world that we are not partakers of. Hallelujah. So why are we partaking emotional uh, distraughts and feelings that they are taking uh, that are a part of this world? Amen. Hallelujah. We keep our eyes on Christ. If we read the word of God, we know the final outcome. Hallelujah. And if we have hope for salvation and we hold on to what we know the word says, there's no reason for us to fear because we weren't given that spirit. We're given a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of sound mind. So we're going to be talking today upon the Bible you're using. Verse 2 says a bishop must be blameless. We went over having a Good reputation, blameless. The husband of one wife. Moral purity. Amen. We went over that last week. Now we're looking at vigilance. Amen. Vigilance. Hallelujah. So we're going to be touching upon spiritual and emotional stability. How many of you can say that you're stable emotionally as well as spiritually? Stable. Many of us are unstable. Many of us are double-minded. Got a whole bunch of issues. Amen. Where do you fit in this stability emotionally or spiritually? See, Temperate describes a man who has a clear focus on life and who doesn't live in a constant state of anxiety because of the world's conditions. He doesn't live in a state of anxiety, worry, stress because of what is taking place in the earth or in their life. Hallelujah. Because they believe and have faith in the word of God. Hallelujah. And the Christ that has risen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Now listen. A temperate man doesn't lose his physical, his spiritual, or psychological orientation. Now, we, we all experience emotional turmoil and traumas, but 
through it all, man remains stable and steadfast, unmovable, unmovable. Have you had somebody just really just just get on your nerves to where you start cussing them out? Have you have you had somebody just 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 get on your nerves to where you just go ahead and sock them and you say, and I'll repent later? Have have you ever found yourself in a position to where you go and you sleep with a woman when you know you ain't supposed to be sleeping with no one unless you're married? Or if you are married, you 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 found yourself uh, sleeping with an individual that wasn't your wife. That's not stable. That is not stable. And that's not steadfast. Unmovable, unshakable, nothing can move you. So when you're able to follow the word of God, follow the commandments of God, and nothing can shake you or move you, now you're moving in vigilance. You're vigilant. Amen. Glory be to God. Stable man is a temperate man because he knows where history is going. He is aware that God is in control. We have people looking at the man of Trump and the man of Biden, but they don't realize God says that every person of authority he puts in place so you don't think that god doesn't know who he's putting in control what issues they have or what's going on god knows all god sees all he knows the beginning from the end so if there was faith in him there would be no worrying about who gets elected if there was faith in him there wouldn't be any worry about this COVID. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Some people had to go. They weren't supposed to go. God wouldn't have allowed them to go. Either one or two things. They weren't living for God or it was their time to go. One of the two. Amen. But God is in control of all things. Turn with me to James chapter 1. In verse 8, James chapter 1, in verse 8, and the Bible reads, a double-minded man is unstable all his ways. Now, not, not some of his ways, but all his ways. So can you trust an unstable man? Because double-mindedness is being unstable. One minute you're thinking this way, you're acting this way, next minute you're thinking this way. Are acting another way. There's no stability. Amen. See, a temperate man doesn't go to extremes, nor does a temperate man go on emotional tangents. What am I saying? I'm glad you asked. That you don't get caught up in your emotions and just 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 go from one to a thousand without even thinking, reacting and not responding to the things that are going on in the world or in your life. Amen. Emotional tangents. Do you go on those? Do you tend to take off and you don't even know where you're going? Do you take off and you don't know exactly where you're going? We're measuring 
with the measuring stick, your manhood. Are you mature? The Bible says when I was a child, I did childish things. But when I grew up to be a man, I put away those childish things. So we can use this dipstick to see if you're still carrying a bunch of childish things around in your so-called manhood. Amen? A mature man. A mature man. A mature man has a proper focus. He has a proper focus. Amen? Hallelujah. Turn with me to Matthew. Hallelujah. I'm going to read verse 13 through 20. Matthew chapter 5. Verse 13. We're going to read down to 20. Amen. Hallelujah. So read this. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Think not, hallelujah, glory be to God. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no ways pass from the law till all, till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in heaven or in the kingdom of heaven. But whoso shall do and teach them the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes, Pharisees, you shall in no case enter the kingdom of God. He says here, least your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. What kind of righteousness did they have? Self-righteousness. It was all about me, 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 me. If you are thinking of you and not others, see, self-righteousness and being righteous for the right reasons are doing the right things for me, 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 me. Hmm. Yeah. My God. We are to be the light and salt in a world that desperately needs Christ. Listen, people of God, Christ crossed, he was buried, and he rose. 
He went up into heaven and he's sitting on the right hand side of the Father as we speak. So he is no longer here, but his spirit is here. And his spirit, hallelujah, with all power cannot be seen. So as the spirit of God dwells within us, we have the power, hallelujah, that Christ carried. So people are able to see Christ through you. But do they see Christ or do they see you? Hmm. Great question. You see, when we are walking vigilantly, we are allowing the individuals to see Christ. A proper focus is keeping our eyes on the Lord. Keeping our eyes on the Lord. If you remember when Peter was on the boat and Christ told him, he said, step out. And he stepped out and he had his eyes on Jesus and he just walked across that water and this waves were going and he was walking. But as soon as he took his eyes off of Christ and he lost his focus, he lost his step and he began to drown. Amen. So when we keep the proper focus, hallelujah, we can move, hallelujah, supernaturally, I believe, because Peter did. Hallelujah. As his faith was in Christ and his, 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 his focus was on Christ and, 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 and his big faith and, and trust was in Christ. Hallelujah. He was able to do supernatural things. Do you believe that if you keep your eyes on Christ, that you have the ability to move supernaturally? Amen. You're a supernatural being on the earth. Hallelujah. Allow those things to move through you by faith as Christ did. Christ being a supernatural being upon the earth, being man. Hallelujah. Came down and did things the world has never seen before. Raising people from the dead, opening blinded eyes, casting out demons, all kind of things. But what did he say? He said, even you would be able to do even greater things. But are we doing the greater things? We're not even doing the same things. Hallelujah. Why is this? Our faith. Our faith. Let's walk with the proper focus. See, the greatest contribution we can make is to be everything God wants us to be as an individual. You see, each and every one of us has been given a purpose. We've been given upon this earth something that he has specifically assigned for us to do. And guess what? Whatever that thing is, he's equipped you with it. You don't have to go get it. You already got it. You just got to realize that it's there. And this is why we go through what we go through so that we can pull on things that we don't even know are there. Amen. How many times have you dealt with something? You're like, man, this thing is about to kill me. But see, God knows how far to stretch you before you break. You don't know this. Amen. And as he's stretching you, you're pulling upon 
things within you that you've never pulled upon before because you've never been stretched as far as he's stretching you. So there's new things, new avenues within you that you're pulling on to where after the trial, you're stronger. You're stronger. You're bolder. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So as we work on ourselves, as we look within ourselves, I think it was Michael Jackson that said, I'm looking at the man in the mirror change his ways. Hallelujah. We need to stop looking at other people and talking about them and their ways and what they need to do and start looking at our ways and what we need to do. He said, no message should have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. He didn't say, take a look at your friend, take a look at your wife, take a look at your boss, take a look at this, take a look at this, take a look at this. He said, take a look at yourself and make a change. Amen. That's the greatest contribution that we can make is to be everything that God has called for us to be. And how can we do that? If we're not looking at ourselves, taking inventory of ourselves, checking ourselves, and not worrying about what other people are doing, what other people are saying, it don't matter. Because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to be everything that God has called me to be, trying to be everything that God's called you to be. Are you just trying to run away from everything that you are and talk about the things that are going on in everyone else's life? That's what people do. That's not a God. See, if we were to respond in such a way, we would see many more people coming in to the things of God and experiencing personal salvation. Why? Because they're not seeing people saying one thing and doing another. They see people that are saying one thing and working at living out the thing in which they're speaking. But that's not what we're doing today, people. It's important to speak what you do and do what you say because people are looking at you. You have your children that are looking at what you do. They're not looking at so much what you say. And when you do something that you said that you did, or if you, when you do something outside of what you said, believe me, the kid is going to remind you. The kid is going to remind you that was going on with the kid, and the dad was was uh, talking. The kid did something, and 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 dad said, "I'm gonna whip you." And uh, he said, "Why did you do it?" And he said, "Well, I heard you on the phone talking to this girl, and told her that you was going to come over, and 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 wear her out, and." See, he was hearing her, hearing him talking to some other woman on the phone. You see, not, and it wasn't his wife. It was another woman, and the child knew, you see. So children look, children hear, and children see, just like everyone else. So be a man of your word. What you say you're going to do, do it, and what you do you're going to say, say it. Let your yeses be yeses, and let your noes be no. 
Now, if we are moving outside of being a vigilant man or a temperate man, and you know, you 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 know that maybe you know you want to make some changes, but how do I become a, a man that's vigilant? How do I become a man that's temperate? You know, I'm glad you asked. The Bible tells us all things. Amen. Go to First Thessalonians chapter five and verse eight. It's going to speak to us about becoming temperate, becoming temperate. Amen. It says, but let us who are of the day be sober. That that's the word sober means vigilant, temperate. Okay. Putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for an helmet of salvation. So how do you become temperate or vigilant? Is by walking in faith and love and the hope of salvation and the hope of salvation. See, when Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, outlined for all of us how to become temperate falling world. Everything that we're talking about here has nothing to do with what the world is speaking to us. The world is not telling us to love. The world is not telling us to have faith in God. The world is not telling us to hope for salvation. It's not telling us the hope of salvation. It's not telling us these things. It's telling us the total opposite. Amen? Again, we are not of this world even though we are in this world. So the things that we as men of God, men of valor, kings, hallelujah, are to do are not aligned with what the world says and what they are telling us to do. Amen? We are to be a man of faith, a man of faith. Let's break this thing down. You want to know how to become temperate. First off, we got to look at faith. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. They call this the, the faith chapter. Okay. It shows us how a mature man of God steps promises of God. He's a man of faith. He's a man of faith. Amen. Glory be to God. Notice the faith and the actions of each one of these men that I'm about to go over. The faith, the belief, the trust, and what they did, the action. Amen. Of these men. We're going to start off. Let's look at Abel. Abel in Genesis. Amen. It says in verse 4 of Hebrews chapter 11, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testified of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet being dead, yet speaking. See, by faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice than Cain. By faith. By faith. Amen. Go to verse 7, the same chapter. 
We're going to take a look at Noah. It says, by faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet moved with fear to the saving of his house. By the which he commanded the world and became heir of the righteous, which is by faith. So verse 7 is letting us know by faith, Noah prepared an ark by faith. You got to realize it's, it's, it's 90, 100 degrees. And he's building a boat, not on water, on land. This is what he was told to do. He believed God enough to where he did it. He began to evangelize the town, but no one wanted to pay any attention to him. But when the storm came and when the flood came and the boat doors were closed, everybody was running and banging on the, on the boat. What am I saying? Trust God in what he said, because he's not a man to where he shall lie. It will come to pass. You may not know when, but I guarantee you, if God said it, it's coming to pass. So prepare yourself. Walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to verse 8. Let's see what Abraham's talking about. Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive of an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whether he went. Now listen here. It said that he went to a place which he should, after he gets there, receive of an inheritance. He didn't receive it before the fact. It was after the fact. So he had to walk out this faith in order to receive the reward in which he was promised by God. See, by faith, Abraham obeyed by going out and didn't know where he was going. He just walked and followed whatever God said, went wherever God told him to go. Are you willing to do such a thing? Just follow God. Just leave everything. Leave your car, your job, your everything. And just go. Go down to verse 17. Go down to verse 17. This is one of the last tests that Abraham went through. Amen. Verse 17 says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried or went to the test, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son that received. See, now he received the promise. What was the promise? His son. But now God is saying, kill that promise in God to say, I'll kill, I'll kill him. But we know the story. There was a ram in the bush. The angel came down before he was about to slice him up. And uh, they sacrificed that ram in the bush and went back down. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Let's take a look at Isaac. Put on to verse 20. It says, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. He blessed his sons concerning things become by faith beside over his life. Hallelujah. He gave him an end on what was going to take place in the future. Amen. 
Glory be to God. And let's go down to verse 27. Last but not least, let's take a look at Moses. Hallelujah. It says in verse 27, by faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He endured as seeing him who is invisible. So saying that he he seen God or he had a conversation with God, hallelujah, and by faith, he didn't care what, 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 what the king had to say. He didn't care what the king was going to do because he had an experience with him who is invisible. And he told him to do, and that's exactly what he did. Let my people go. Amen. Let my people go. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. They all died in faith without receiving the promise, but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance and having confessed they were strangers and exiles on the earth. This is verse 13. Amen. They all died in faith without receiving the promise. Without receiving. Amen. Hallelujah. That is Christ. Here's the eye. The eye fixed on your Abraham eye fixed upon women. Where your eyes? Hallelujah. Your eyes need to be fixed on Jesus. Your eyes need to be fixed. On Jesus. Turn to First Thessalonians chapter five and nine. First Thessalonians chapter five and verse nine. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The Bible reads, God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, today a temperate man believes God and acts on his promises, although he doesn't understand what lies ahead on the earth. People of God, we don't know what's going to take place with this COVID. We don't know what's going to take place with this election. We don't know if Trump gets elected, what's going to take place. We don't know what's going to happen if Biden gets elected. We don't know. Hallelujah. But it's not for us to get worried. It's not for us to get stressed out. Hallelujah. That is not what we are to do. My God. We must believe God and act promises. God is not a man where he shall lie. What he promises is a promise. You could take it to the bank, no matter what it looks like, people. This is why the Bible says, walk by faith, because things can look one way, but believe me, God is in the midst of it, and it's going to turn out another way. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Believe God. And not man. We must believe God 
and not the media. We must believe God and not the enemy playing with our mind. We must believe God and his word. Do you believe God and his word? Do you have faith in the word of God? Hallelujah. Are you living out the word of God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Peace is in the word of God. Freedom is in the word of God. Hallelujah. My God. A vigilant and temperate man is always alert, looking for the second coming of Jesus Christ to deliver him from the wrath to come. You see, when you stay rapture ready, you don't have to get rapture ready. This means that you are living a life conducive to the word of God. Hallelujah. And as all these things are taking place, you know, in the word, it says that he will come and rapture you up. Hallelujah. Now, some say that it, we will have to go through some, some perilous times, some, some things. Some say before everything happens, we're going to be taken up. Whichever way, know this, that you are going up. Amen. You're going up. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You don't want to be left behind. You don't want to be left behind. Hallelujah. A vigilant man keeps alert. He's not a sleeper. He's not caught in the matrix. He's, he's, he's reading the word to show himself approved and studying the word to show that himself approved. He's researching the things. He's not believing what he hears, hallelujah, but he's going to find out for himself so that he may receive the truth of the matter. Hallelujah. Listen, a vigilant man and only looks after himself, but he also encourages others, other believers uh, uh, with this truth uh, and builds up all members of the body of Christ by helping them to look coming of the Lord, to help them to get rapture ready, hallelujah, to get them off, the, off what they call the fence, hallelujah, hallelujah, from getting them from being lukewarm to hot and on fire for the Lord. Glory be to God. Uh-huh. By their example, by their walk as well as their talk. Hallelujah. My God. He practices the exhortation that's in Hebrews. Faith. Walk by faith. Too many of us are walking by what we see. Walking by what we hear. Walking by how we feel. We're walking. By faith. Hallelujah. Do you know that everything in the kingdom of God is activated by faith? Hallelujah. Do you know your healing is activated by your faith? Do you know your deliverance is activated by your faith? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Ah, yes, Lord. Closely aligned with the quality of faith is hope, which refers to both the object of our faith as well as the present attitude and state. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Listen. 
and the object of our faith. Hope refers to our eternal inheritance, which is laid up for us in heaven. It talks about this in First Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, and Colossians chapter 1 and 5. It's our hope of salvation, the hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised long ago. You can read about that in Titus chapter 1 and verse 2. All of this will be fulfilled in a special way when we experience the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. You must believe in salvation and the hope of it. See how they're attached to faith and the hope of salvation? Amen. Listen, I have some questions, hallelujah, that I want to go over with you. Hallelujah. But for time's sake, hallelujah, I'm not going to be able to make it. Hallelujah. What I'd like you to do is go to our podcast at anchor.fm forward slash mbki. Listen and get these questions. I'm going to go over those that I can. Uh, I'm going to go over them pretty quick. So I hope you can grab them, play it back again, get them. Hallelujah. Number one, how strong is your faith in God and his word? Do you really believe he exists and that Jesus Christ, if you do, how is your faith revealed in your actions? Amen. How aware are you of the hope of your calling? How fully do you understand the riches of the glory? of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the surprising greatness of his power towards us who believe? Have I fixed my hope on the things of this world or on eternal values? The last, am I a man of love who will do, how will I do measure, how do I measure up to the criteria described in 1 Corinthians 13. Am I patient? Am I kind? Am I generous? Am I humble? Am I uh, courteous? Am I unselfish? Am I controlled? Hallelujah. Am I unselfish? Am I pure in motives? Or am I sincere? These are the questions that I'd like you to answer. Take this week and go over these questions. Apply what we've gone over into your life. Get back with us next week, and let's see how things are going. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just give thanks, praise, and honor to you for this word. I pray, Father God, that this word will go into the heart and mind of your people. Father God, that they may be able to receive the power of the transformation from your word, that they may walk hallelujah, matured in vigilancy and temperance. Lord, we thank you. We magnify you and glorify you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Be blessed and remember, walk by faith.
นะบางสัตว์สิ่งนี้ช่วย